This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Richard Alfieri is the writer of this piece. He graduated from Yale and he began his professional career in New York. He has many, many, many credits. I won't give you all the credits, but I will tell you that he's received a Writers Guild Award for his screenplay for the Hallmark Hall of Fame film Harvest of Fire. He has received a Writers Guild Award and an Emmy for his work, and an Emmy nomination for his work on Norman Lear's ABC special I Love Liberty. He was awarded the grand prize at the New York Film and Television Festival and a Writers Guild nomination for another screenplay he wrote for Disney calling a friendship, for a film called A Friendship in Vienna. He has many, many, many credits, and we will talk about the writing process in a moment. Simon Miller, whom you probably recognize as Robert from the play, uh, went to the University of Chicago and was a philosophy major. He then went to New York and was a photographer, then went to the Stella Adler Studio and studied acting moved to Los Angeles, and has been in a lot of things, including Vampire Diaries, which is not on his credits, but Gossip Girl, um, CSI Miami, The Truth, many, many, many credits, and we will talk to him as well about his producing on this film, because he's made a number of transition, transitions in his life, and producing is a very complicated job, so we're going to talk to him about that. And Arthur Allen Seidelman is the director of this piece. He was born in New York City and received a master's in theater from UCLA. He studied with Sanford Meisner, who's a very, very well-known acting teacher and a major force in, in the entertainment industry. Um, he became a lifelong friend and your mentor. Uh, you made your directorial debut with Hercules in New York, which was a comedy action film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he has also direct, he has thousands of credits, but I will mention that he has worked with Elizabeth Taylor, Harvey Keitel, um, gosh, I've, I've written down dozens of names, um, Jenna Rollins. And Cheyenne Jackson being the, the ones we're you know, going to discuss today. But um, he has also directed episodes of television series like Fame, The Paper Chase, Knott's Landing, Hill Street Blues, Magnum P.I., Murder, She Wrote, Trapper John, M.D., L.A. Law, and A Year in the Life. He has received two Daytime Emmy Awards. He has won a Humanitas and a Peabody Award. Blah, blah. Thousands and thousands of things, so numerous that we can't even mention. So this is a very, very interesting team, of very diverse and clearly great collaborators because you are working, you not only worked on this but have worked in the past and are working in the future together. So I'm going to start with Richard, the writer, um, because everything starts with a story. And I would like to talk to you about this story. Was this an original idea? Was this an original story? It was an original idea. The, the screenplay is based on my play of the same name. And uh, yes, the story came to me when I went to see a ballroom dance competition in St. Pete Beach, Florida. And I noticed that all of the dancing couples were 
young men with much older women, but every couple. There were no old men on the property. And I just, I just began to, you know, as, as uh, uh, Michael wonders about Lily's husband, mm-hmm. where, you know, where'd they go? Is he, you know, is he on the beach? Is he playing cards? What's he doing? <laughs> and uh, most of them are dead. But, uh, I, but what struck me was how close the couples are. And that really sparked my uh, writer's curiosity, and hence the, uh, the premise became the premise for the play and then the screenplay. What kind of research did you do? Um, well, I, I frankly didn't sit down and talk to those people, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of it was uh, imagination, extrapolation, and uh, just uh, knowing a lot of elderly people and understanding what their lives are like. Uh, that's really how I arrived at the characters. But I didn't sit, really sit down with a dance instructor and an old woman and, and uh, try, to, try to get their take on, on life. The reason I'm asking is because I was wondering if you had any idea when you wrote this how it would, re- would resonate. No. This play has been produced in 14 languages, and it has been, been, it has been performed in places such as London, Berlin, Tel Aviv, Prague, Rio, Munich, Seoul, something has hit a chord with people. And I'm wondering if you have any idea what that might be. What's universal? Uh, yes, I, that's the question I've asked myself, because, when, of course, you don't sit down and say, well, I'm going to write that universal story that people in lots of countries are going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's I remarkable it's, that you did. It, it's, it's, to me, it's like you know, that lucky dollar you put in the slot machine. I just consider it pure luck. But... Uh, but I think the elements that people relate to, at least from what audience members have told me, is um, the, the fact that two lonely people from completely different backgrounds can find a commonality and come together to make a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's... It's, and the fact that uh, the film and the play deal with some serious issues while uh, causing the audience to laugh, uh, I think it, it, there's, a, there's some meat on, on, the, on the comedic bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that struck me the most about this film, uh, there are two things that just jump out at you, and the first one is the writing, and the second is the opportunity for an actor to really get in and have a commanding performance. As I said, there are, there's nothing really to distract you from the performances, and the writing is extraordinarily strong. So I want to go into the acting part of this, and we've discussed this informally, but I, I would really like to explore a little bit more of the acting part of this. Um, Simon is an actor and is a working actor and um, has made the transition into producing. And I would like to know, because we have discussed the fact that all producers, all writers, all editors, all directors should be versed in acting. And um, I want to talk a little bit about how your background in acting helps you as a producer. Well, you, um, I think maybe if you saw the credits, you noticed that a lot of the names were Hungarian. Mm -hmm. It's because we shot all the interiors in Hungary. And which, mean, which means that all the extras came from Hungary as well. So, so as an actor and a, and a producer watching the monitor, 
and like you know you've seen people moving around in the background you immediately think well god that that's such an unmotivated cross <laughs> or you know why is that person moving over there who are they trying to talk to so part of the one of the things that we did was we would go with the translator and give all the extras a little story like you're in town because your daughter has just come back from a trip and you're going to have dinner together and you're meeting here so and then suddenly they would just like come to life because everybody knows how to kind of pretend and uh, anyway it was like little stuff like that where you can where you can make make believe yes. with people mm-hmm. yeah well that's very beneficial then Arthur and I were talking about the fact that um, this used to be a play and then it became a film it's complicated to do that um, acting I have heard from multiple people when you act for the stage you do it big when you act for the film arena you do it small so you as you correct your head maybe that was wrong but um, I would like to ask Arthur again how did you work with the actors uh, who had perhaps been used to working on stage and you had directing chops working with the theater and then translated it to film as well so talk about that process the common element is truth the second thing you need to do is cast the right people. Yes. That's a major part of your, yes. of your battle. But the common element is seeking the truth of the characters, seeking the essence of what they are about. Mm-hmm. Once you find that with your actors, or once they find it and give it to you with someone like Jenna Rollins, she is incapable of being dishonest. Jenna is inherently honest. She has, never, she has not one iota of a dishonest moment. Mm-hmm. She brings you that as a gift. Mm-hmm. You can define it as to what the truth is. Be truthful in this moment, but am I angry? Am I playing with him? Am I teasing him? Uh, wh- what is it I'm doing truthfully? Mm-hmm. Once you define each of those moments, a character is built out of a million little moments and a million little decisions. So once you work with the actor and make all of those decisions, and then the actor delivers those decisions to you honestly, then you have a full character. The difference between film and theater, for an, act, for an actor who has done both, who is schooled in both, you don't have to explain. The camera is right here. Mm-hmm. Or they know even if the camera is as that camera is over there, you know the lens is cutting you here. So you know the audience is right there. So you adjust what you're doing so that it will communicate to the audience. When you're in a theater, I know I have to, if I did not have a microphone right now, I know I would have to speak loudly enough for the ladies in the back row to hear me. Mm -hmm. You adjust automatically to that. Mm If you're working with an actor who has done stage and hasn't done film, for example, or vice versa, then you have to remind them that you don't have to sell it to the second balcony. The second balcony is right here. Mm-hmm. So you have to remind them of that. But Cheyenne has an, is an actor who has done a great deal of stage work. He has done some film, but he adjusted in, just inherently to the closeness of the medium. Jenna, what you do with an actress of Jenna's caliber 
is basically get out of the way. Uh, she knows what she is doing. You define moments with her. You define moments between her and Cheyenne. Then you let her truth reign, and she takes over. Mm-hmm. Did they do the stage play together at any no. point? So no, this was I, the first time they had worked together, was it? The first time they had worked together. Uh, the first time they had met, actually, is the first day of rehearsal. And, uh, and Cheyenne tells the story that he had, a, he had a difficult time initially because he had to walk in, meet Jenna Rollins, who is legendary. film royalty, legendary, and within the first 10 minutes, call her tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and he said, how can I do that? And Jenna very sweetly says, okay, worship me, worship me. Worship all of them, let's go to work. <laughs> and she just cut right through it and made him feel very relaxed and at home. But no, I, I have, I've directed the play, the play five times. Uh, the, fi- the first time was with, well, each time was with gifted, gifted artists. But the first time was with Uta Hagen yeah. and David Hyde Pierce. Uh, and then Polly Bergen and Mark Hamill and then Claire Bloom and Billy Zane. Uh, Constance Towers and Jason Cross, so with really gifted, gifted artists. Each one of them brought something, brought their own truth. Mm-hmm. What you do as a director is you, you combine the truth of the character as written with the truth that that individual artist brings as an actor. And you, each, each formula comes out to a new combination, an, an, a new brew, but each brew has its own value and its own truth. Yes. How did you rehearse them? For how long? We rehearsed... Well, we had two weeks in L.A. and then two weeks in Budapest. Well, a week, really, in Budapest. Did you shoot the exteriors in Florida? Yes. Yes. Because that's stunning. And you have a very, very well-known cinematographer. Indeed. Vilma Sigmund, multiple Academy Award-winning master, master cinematographer. From Close Encounters of the Third Kind to many, many... Dear Hunter. I'm sorry? Deer Hunter. Yeah. What you see outside the picture window. And, and Deliverance. And yes. Deliverance. Right? You know the Which, line? Yes, uh, yes. Around here, I'd probably meet one of those rednecks from Deliverance. <laughs> That's right. I almost really liked that one. Yes, yes. It was great. Yes. It, what the actors were looking at on the set when they looked out of the picture window was a huge piece of green plastic. Oh. Um, everything outside that picture window was put in afterward, ah, were yeah. shot at Florida, and then inserted. You said, you said, no. uh, I was amazed to see a movie without a lot of special effects. Yes. There were over 400 special effects shots in this movie. Every time you saw out the window was a special effect. Okay. But there was Florida. Those were all shot. Those were all shot Like Florida. the car, the scenes, uh, driving? No, that's, 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 that's actual location when, work in yeah. Florida. But, but whenever they're inside, they're in Hungary looking oh. out at Florida. Oh. When, they, when they get in the car to drive to the dance exhibit, yes. they get in the car in Budapest on a stage. The car pulls out in Florida and pulls away. Wow. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> What's more amazing is that we found a 1979 Firebird in Budapest. <laughs> you did? Yes. <laughs> It's a so great we, we car. Had yellow, we had to have duplicate yellow. cars in each location. We had to have the same so car. Her car and his car were duplicated yeah. in Hungary and That's in Florida. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, the, the, I also read uh, 
about your dream relationship with a DP, with, that the cinematographers, uh, you, have a, you like to work with cinematographers who will challenge you. Absolutely. And not specifically accept your vision. I mean, the director is always in charge. We do know that. Yes. And, um, and working with a heavyweight like Vilmos must well, have been... Well, yeah, the, the wonderful thing is when you say to a cinematographer... <laughs> I'd like this shot to start here and then pan over to there and then he, when he walks by, go with him to there. You describe the shot to the cinematographer and then he or she says, yeah, that's great, but how about... And then they come up there. They have to start the response by saying that my idea is great. That's, <laughs> that's essential or yes, else they're gone. That's a classic. That's but directing once, 101, yes. Right, directing 101, <laughs> yes. They have to say that I'm great. Yes. But once they say that, then I want them to build upon my idea. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's when you really get exciting things to happen. Yes. And uh, what about actors? Do you like them to contribute to oh, the characters and scenes? And Absolutely. You, you want... You want them to bring their truth. You want them to bring their concept of the character. You want them to, to bring individual moments. I mean, they're, the most beautiful things that happen in a film are things you can't direct. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, he's, he's sitting next to me, but Simon has a beautiful moment when, when uh, uh, Cheyenne... When Michael says, "Do you want to come down and mm-hmm. uh, you want to come up and look at sunset?" Yes. The way he says, "Yes, I'd love to," tells a whole story. Right. You can't direct that. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. say to an actor, "Okay, really be brilliant here." <laughs> you, know, you have. Or to, tender. It's hard to express or, 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 the tenderness. Yeah. yeah. You mm-hmm. you can tell them. You can talk about the character. You can talk how if they're lonely, if they're depressed, what they've been through. You can talk about background, mm-hmm. but the moment belongs to the actor. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, said, I said, another example is when Cheyenne takes Lily and they start to dance at the very end. What I said to Cheyenne, and I said, touch her in some way. And he did that beautiful, tender thing of, of pushing her hair back on her forehead. Mm-hmm. That was... I asked for the moment, but he gave me something. They both gave me something much more beautiful than I could have said, okay, brush your hair back. You, you open the door, and a gifted actor will walk through that door with a truth and a beauty that only they can bring you. You want actors to bring all that stuff to the set, but you don't want them to bring new lines. <laughs> That's the only thing that is not welcome on the set. I, I, um, I have heard that in my life, yes. <laughs> um, speaking of that, uh, what happens when there is a little bit something that's off script? Um, are you, by the way, are, are you welcome on set? Are you, do you give notes during I'm, the shooting process? I don't know if I'm welcome, but I'm there all the time. That's good. Particularly yeah. with something like this, which... Uh, you know, was adapted from a play I'd written, mm-hmm. and the the play is still a viable property. Yeah. I you know I want yeah. to make sure that that it's something I recognize yes. when it's finished. And Arthur and I have yes. uh, have a wonderful have had a wonderful collaboration through many films. Yes. So uh, I trust him, but it's it's nice to be there. I think it keeps everybody honest. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, just something about knowing the writers on the set. 
maybe the actors study their lines a little bit harder <laughs> at night. Or, or they think twice before, before they before go. Before improvising, you know. <laughs> right. so, uh, but what, this, what happens often, I mean, Simon, in his producer capacity, worked a lot with Jenna, mm-hmm. rehearsing with her every morning. If Jenna had a question about a line or something that wasn't comfortable, some word that she might want to change, Simon would act as emissary and go to Richard uh-huh. and said, Jenna would rather say this word to that word or... Uh-huh. And, and you work it out so that the writer yeah. is satisfied. And, the and usually it's okay. In, in, in a case like this, if I know that changing a word is going to lose a laugh or change a, a reaction to a line, uh, and there, there is actually there was one in, instance in which Jenna wanted to change representative sample. Right. I hope you're not a representative sample. Right. And I, 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 I said, could you do it? Because I know you're going to get a laugh with it. I've, you know, I hear it in, in every language, in every country I've seen the play in, that line gets a laugh. And she did it, and she, and she gets her laugh. So she's, uh, she's, just, she's a wonderful person to work with, a real trooper, and because she was married to a writer-director, she really values the contribution of the writer. Yes, yes. That's terrific. Um, was anything... I would just want to go back to the transition between the play and, and the film. Was anything added to the film? or Yes, yes it's, yeah. a, it's a two-character play. So it, ah, anytime so there was another it. character, they were added. Uh, all the scenes in the dance studio. These were all, for the most part, there were characters who had telephone conversations with Lily, uh, uh, Ida downstairs, uh, the man at the dance studio, Mr. Cunard, and uh, Susie. So all of those offstage characters became on-stage characters, and the, uh, they were at Robert, of course. And um, one character who was added was Irene, uh, Jackie's character. Yes, uh, was added to the film script. She does not exist in the play. It's wonderful when it's you wonderful. direct a play and you envision what these people on the other end of the phone look like. And I yes. had this idea of what the woman downstairs looked like, and I was very surprised to find out she looked like Rita Moreno. <laughs> How lucky could you yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's fantastic. I, you've touched on this for a moment. Um, this film is so entertaining, but it's not frothy at all. It's not a little confection. It's got some real meat. And uh, I was touched as I was considering things like sexuality, ageism, loneliness, acceptance. And um, I wondered what all of you, the director, a producer, as well as an actor and the writer, what do you each hope that somebody takes from seeing this film? Um, I I hope that... um, One of my hopes... I'm very disturbed by religious extremism... And I see it uh, not just in other countries, but it's happening in this country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the religious extremism in this country is, is uh, being exported to other countries. So I'm, I'm hearing a lot of hate speech, even as we make strides with uh, gay marriage spreading across America. Uh, uh, you see the reaction to that has been extremely vitriotic, vitriolic and hateful. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this play will cause someone to think twice about uh, condemning someone, uh, conceptualizing and demonizing 
someone simply for who they are. That's my hope. Simon? I think it's, it's nice to get a how-to manual on how to become someone's friend, which is what this is. If you want to be someone's friend, it's not going to be cute, it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be without fights, scars, blood. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little ugly, but in the end, you'll, you'll find something that, that makes your human experience full. Oh, that's nice. That's great. Arthur? I, I mean, Richard and Simon really said it well. I was touched uh, with something I heard about the play. It was a production of the play in St. Augustine, Florida. Um, when the theater in St. Augustine was going to do a special Mother's Day performance of the play and was going to give a corsage to every mother who was brought by a son or a daughter. Mm. And I thought how beautiful that would be, that all of these ladies, and gentlemen, hopefully, fathers as well, would look at the individuality of their child, the uniqueness of their child, with newly found love, compassion, and understanding. And that's the way we need to look at each other. We need to give each other a corsage on a regular basis. <laughs> and really look at what unites us, how we can comfort each other, how we can make the... It's not about you, it's about the other guy. And making the other person's journey through this world richer, sweeter, warmer, easier. Very nice. If there are no other questions, I think we're going to wrap up. And I just would like to say on behalf of Carsey Wolf, I'm so honored and thrilled to have met each of you. I'm so impressed by you all. Thank you. And it has been a true pleasure for me to be here with you guys today. Thank you so thank much you. for coming. Thanks, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for you. coming. Thank, thank you. you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.